What is Holland? What do you mean, what is it? It's a country right next to Belgium. No, that's the Netherlands. Holland is the Netherlands. Then who are the Dutch? November 3rd, 2013. Hello, we're back again. Hi. Wow, look at that waveform. What about it? It's so smooth and cylindrical. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> and it's your first, the first thing I, well, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop uh, now yeah, before this. Um, you were, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to. I knew where you were going. Let's okay. just. Hi, folks. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> Long time, no chat at. Happy November. Yes, been a while, been a while. Lots has happened, which I'm sure many of you have noticed from our Twitter and Facebook accounts and such, but um, there's a lot going on. We got a lot to talk about. So let's get get to it. Okay, so uh, I want to start off with a correction from last time when we read off the <gasps> official Pendy nominees. We made a mistake? I made a mistake. I will take full blame for this. It was my fault. I forgot to put in the nominees for Best Cover Artist in with the list that we read off, <gasps> and I didn't realize till afterwards. Oh. Now... The nominee period is over, of course. They were there. And the voting period has now since ended, which is one of the things we're going to talk about. But since they didn't get read off on TWIP last time, I wanted to be sure we read them out this time because we do appreciate our cover artists and they were also nominated. So the nominees for Best Cover Artist in a Pendant Production were Kristin Bays for Genesis Avalon, Paul Brueggemann for Much Ado About Nothing, Carl Glassmeyer for The Line, Nick Hadley for The Kingery, Frank Harbuck III for Seminar, Damien Haywood for Tabula Rasa, and Damien Haywood for Macbeth. So, there. I'm very sorry, artists. I did not mean any slight. Nothing was intended. I just was putting the list together, and there were so many categories. One slipped out, and I didn't catch it till after the episode aired, and so, my apologies. Sorry! But, uh, since we mentioned the pendies, I guess we can go ahead and mention that. Now that the voting has officially ended as of uh, October 31st, so I am still tabulating all of those results and stuff, but we will have those results for you, uh, want to say December, maybe? I don't know. You're the guy who handles that. Not sure yet, but... That's your department. Uh, there will be two TWIPs this month, since another thing we'll be talking about soon is there's, um, more shows this month that you folks more, may have more. noticed. So, uh, TWIP you will asked be here in for two more, weeks. And we gave it to you. Yeah. And so on the next TWIP episode, I will probably have a better idea of when we will have the Pendy results for you. Yes, ideally. Okay, let's see what we got now. Let's see what we got. Okay. Oh, we were talking about new shows. Yeah, you may have noticed that the Phantom Canyon production journals have already started up. Pretty cool, right? Um, yeah, they are cool. Yeah. I have participated in them and found them to be cool. Yeah. First one came out last Monday. Next one comes out tomorrow. So be sure you check those out. You can find them at pendantaudio.com slash phantomcanyon.php. There's info about the show there. You can get the wallpaper logo for the show and uh, all the download all of the production journals or subscribe to the production journal podcast on iTunes and all that good stuff. So you can hear us talk about things in a non-spoilery way. Yes, there we're are no spoilers. We're not reveal anything. No spoilers, but a lot of good information about what we're intending with the show and what we've been working on and what we're trying Plus, to do. you get to hear all the awesome people who are going to be on this That's show. That's right. We'll have the major cast on and... The first one was us speaking with our co-creator, co-writer Jeffrey Thorne, and we're going to mm -hmm. have the directors on and everybody, so it's going to be awesome. You're going to want to check it out. So, yeah. And 
coming up this very Friday is the first episode of Henderson and Havner. Wow, you keep telling me the schedule and I keep forgetting. Yes, you don't remember. <laughs> you know why? Because as soon as you say November, I like glaze over and I'm like, it can't possibly be November. Oh, it's November, baby. I know, what? You better believe what? it. What? November 8th is the premiere of Henderson and Havner. And we have a trailer! We do. It'll be later in this episode. You will hear it with all the preview trailers for upcoming shows. Um, so listen for that because it's pretty cool. I'm oh, it's saying. cool. All right. Yeah. But um, right. It will air every two weeks. Well, not necessarily. <clears throat> excuse me. Not necessarily every two weeks, but two episodes a month. Um, but except for December, which is one of the other things I wanted to mention. These are all tying together nicely. December, we have our squished schedule as usual as we take the week right. off. For the holidays. And so in December, there will only be one Henderson and Havner episode. But every other month, we'll have two until the first season of eight episodes is complete. Right. And they're five-minute episodes. Well, they're more like six to seven. Right. One of them gets close to eight, I think. Watch out. Whoa. I know. I know. But, um, right. And I guess I can mention this now that the um, release schedule has been updated to include uh, the Phantom Canyon Production Journals and Henderson and Havner. So you can check that out and get all the dates for that good stuff there. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I wanted to welcome Daniel Chan back to doing art for us. He had done art for Genesis Avalon and some Once Upon a Time in Vegas covers a while back. And then he had to stop and step back for a while, but he's come back now and he's doing uh, covers for The Pendant Shakespeare. Yay! He did the cover for Othello and he's doing the cover for Twelfth Night. So be sure you check that out. You'll be seeing his work soon. Very cool. Great to have you back, Dan. Awesome. Um, scripting has commenced on season seven of the Kingery. Very exciting. What do you What are you doing the side eye for? Well, it hasn't commenced. It has commenced by the airing <laughs> of this episode. Oh, it's commencicated. Oh, okay. So anyway, that will be going yeah. to cast very soon for recording, which means their lines will be coming in a month after. So it should just be a few months now. Uh, until Kingery Season 7 starts airing. So as soon as we have a date for that, I will let you know. Hopefully, maybe by the next um, TWIP episode, we'll also have that, the Season 7 premiere date set, and we can let you know what that is. Yeah, probably it's going to be, oh my goodness, in next year. Well, yes. Yeah, it'll be early what? 2014, I would imagine. Somewhere in there. 2014. I know, it's coming soon. All right. Here we go. Oh, okay, a couple other things. Right. Jesus, it's. I know this is kind of all over the place. Okay. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. You're probably offending someone. <laughs> but not me, but someone. Uh, oh. <laughs> no matter what I say, I'm probably always offending someone. Let's. That face is it. an excellent observation. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to mention that um, Phantom Canyon director Jared Page needed a little bit of extra help, so Paul Brueggemann has stepped in to be assistant director on that show, so thank you very much for that, Paul, and welcome to the directing team. Yes, they're joining forces in awesome. I like that. That's <laughs> aw that's, that's very nice. I was going to say that was awesome. I know, but then, but then, was, then you self-edited. That was overuse of awesome, yeah, so like I edited back. Ones. I had to pull yeah, it back. Yeah, that was good. You don't want to be repetitive. No. No, no. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, and then the last bit of news for you, uh, which we'll also have more about in the next trip in a couple of weeks. But unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have to push back the premiere of Tabula Rasa. Uh, so instead of premiering later this month in November, it will either be in December or January. We haven't quite figured it out yet, but we need a little more time to get it where it needs to be. And, you know, you don't want to rush these things. You want a good, you 
want a good program. So we're going to sure get do. it where it needs to be and get it out to you yes. folks. So um, we're going to get a schedule going on. To we've get got things a schedule. On track. We're just not sure which date will be better yet so. for the production team. So we're working on figuring that out and we will have that information for you in the next episode. But it will be either December or January, either one. So it's coming soon. Don't you worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You'll get your tabula rasa pills. It's all right. See, I could just keep going. Please don't. <gasps> From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have Lynn Cullen on the line. Good evening, hello. Lynn. Hello, hello, hello. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I, you know, we're getting ready for Halloween here. It hasn't quite hit, um, so we're we're pulling out all the spooky stuff and getting ready to have some fun. Yeah, here too. If you hear screaming in the background, just pay no attention. Oh, are you torturing people in the background for Halloween? Not as far as you know. <laughs> if I don't ask, you can't tell, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> we'll go with that. There we go. That works. <laughs> So, so how are you tonight? What's that? How are you tonight? I'm oh I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can edit this part out. <clears throat> okay. Nope. No. No. Oh, great. <laughs> it's all part of the fun. Oh yeah, loads of fun. Okay, so we have questions. Um, presumably, you have answers. So this is going to be really short. <laughs> and then I've got some questions and. Stuff will come up and yay. Okay. Yay. Cool. So um, let's let's jump into Tabula Rasa. Mm-hmm. So you are playing Dr. Finch. Dr. Finch. Dr. Liza Finch. Yes. And she is a wife and a mom. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a, a significant part of her character that um, is something that you relate to, I presume. Yes, I have a I have a teenager, so I have no problem visualizing that part of her life at all. I get, I get the whole attitude and and everything. So that's that's not a hard part to act. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the kind of role you prefer to play, or do you like to kind of jump off into less, I guess, mainstream like pirate or? Um, I don't know if you're a real doctor. No, God, no. Okay. God, no. <laughs> you just play one on... on I just heads. play one on audio drama, yes. <laughs> um, no, to be a doctor, I would have to be good at math, and math scares me, so... Mm. Um, no, I, I enjoy her tremendously. I think um, it... What was the last one that came out? Was it the season finale? I yes. think. Yeah, there, there's a... She's got an interesting next season ahead, I think, um, if you have listened to it. And I don't want to give too many spoilers out. But she sort of has um, a bit of an adventure waiting for her that I think is going to um, give a lot of growth to the character. I'm excited to see where she's going. I think so far it's been a lot of... Um, kind of investigation and some info dumps that she's been able to be a part of. And I think we're going to start seeing more, uh, more of her character and what, what drives her and what's important to her. And, 
things like that coming up in the next season. So I think that's going to be really exciting. Cool. Looking forward to that. And have you started um, recording lines for season two yet? Uh, we have. I think the latest script. Now let me check quick. Um, I think I've got episode four has been uh, sent out to us because, of course, you know, with the um, with the time frame on how we work all these, we get the scripts months in advance. Right. Um, so I think we're up to episode four, which makes it interesting when it comes time to listen to the episode, because a lot of times I've completely forgotten what's in the script (laughs) and get to listen to it fresh, like everybody else, which really makes the show a lot more entertaining to listen to. So from, from the interviews that I've done, people tend to fall into two camps. One is the camp of, um, people who read just their line, record just their lines, and send mm-hmm. it in and try not to look at all the other stuff so that, you know, they have that experience when they listen to it or they listen, they read everything so that they can react in one way or another or, or whatnot. So which which camp do you fall in? Uh, for Liza, I actually fall into the first camp. I've been very intentional uh, about not reading the other scenes. And that's been a bit of an experiment for me. I've never really done that before with any of the shows that I've been part of at um, – at uh, either on seminar or at other production houses that I've been part of. Um, so it's really been kind of an interesting experiment to see how it works. And sometimes I really like the results when I listen to the episode and other times I kind of want to go back and rethink the experiment <laughs> a little bit. Um, but so far I'm just, I'm, I want her to, I don't want to give too much away in terms of spoilers. Um, so I'm reading just the scenes that I'm involved in and I'm letting her, I'm discovering things at the same time she's discovering things. Cool. Yeah, it's a neat role. I'm, I'm really, um, I mean, the, the show is written fantastically. I've, I've been a longtime fan of Anna as a director. I think she's doing a fabulous job with the oh. directing of it. The music that she's got is just killer. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a really great show to be part of. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun from the, from purely the listener end. Um, is there anything about Dr. Finch that, other than the mom thing mm-hmm. um, and the wife thing, is there anything about um, Dr. Finch that you either found difficult to connect with because she's different from you or um, was something that you had not tried to connect with before as a voice actor? And then the flip side of that, what was really easy to connect with? Um, Well, the easy thing, I think, to connect with, again, was I think her relationship with her son, just because that comes very naturally to me. Mm -hmm. The the more difficult piece to her is the real intellectual side to her. Um, It's very hard for me to kind of give those medical backgrounds without sounding kind of like a bit of a, you know, a dry leaf on the wind. Um, and so those kinds of lines have been a little bit more challenging to, to, to make them interesting and to deliver um, a variety to the director so that Anna has a number of things to choose from. So when she kind of gets scientific, that gets a little harder. A couple of times Anna's had to say, slow down. I can tell you're rushing through the line because you don't like it. <laughs> um, I don't know that she's exactly said that, but I've gotten a few notes to slow down on some of the info dumps because I do. I just kind of they, they, they're a struggle for me a little bit. How do you get through it? 
Um, breathing and just trying to uh, relate the information that she's relating to something that maybe I would know a lot more about. I used to be a martial arts instructor. And um, so a lot of times I'll try and pull that back in of when I was working with a student on a new piece of their curriculum, how did I guide them through it and, and try to bring some of that patience back into it. Okay. See, I'd watch Grey's Anatomy and go with that. <laughs> do what they do. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so is you, you know what's coming up with, with Dr. Finch. Is there, mm-hmm. without, and even though you taught martial arts, I still fear the, the, the spoiler ninjas. Um, <laughs> I do too. Is there some direction you'd like to see Dr. Finch go over the next two seasons? Um, there's, there's a, based on, oh boy, without going into, um, spoilers, there is a connection I would like to see her make, um, based on one of the other actors' lines that I have seen, but not, I can't talk about yet. I think it might be a possibility. Excuse me one second. Um, but I think there might be a relationship for her to explore. I think that would be really interesting, uh, interesting for her. And I'd love to see the relationship that she's got with Jane deepen a little bit more. There's almost a, I think a parental kind of guardian angel role that Liza feels when it comes to Jane. And I'd, I'd love to see that deepen a little bit more too. Well, and that makes sense with Jane being blind, being, showing up blind. Being blind and all. And- yeah, and, you know, hanging out with her so much. And I think that she's a, a strong guardian for her. Very a little cool. maybe overprotective, I think she is sometimes. Mm. I think, yeah, Which, we, we might have saw, seen, we might have, blah, 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 blah. we might have <laughs> seen, easy for me to say, um, a little of that towards the end of season one. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit of it. And I, I don't know if uh, where she's at, if, if, that's going to get to get explored or not. I don't really know where Jack is planning on going um, with the script on it, but it, it, it would be interesting. The other thing that would be interesting is to see her want that and not get it. And again, you know, feeding into me as a parent with a teenager, you know, how much do you guard your teen? How much do you let them explore? Mm -hmm. Um, Those are all difficult situations. And I don't know if the storyline will allow that kind of exploration or not. It may, it may well not, but, it's it's a fun thing to sit and think about and try and work into your lines anyway. Well, Jack has a lot on his plate, but if, you know, we get him to extend this or spin off this, if it doesn't show up the first time, maybe yeah. then. <laughs> Ooh, an extension, an extension would be awesome. Yeah, because it's a great story. He's just, he's, he's got built- so many bits and pieces that he's weaving together into a tapestry. It's really interesting. Yeah, and the universe he's created is the the world is is very, it seems very deep and rich and lots of spider webs all over the place. And it seems very real. Um, the mm-hmm. the whole and maybe it's because I live close to Chicago. To bleh, I can talk too, um, because I live close to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I can visualize a lot of the stuff that they're doing. It doesn't have that kind of far away metropolis that we've never heard of or never seen and have to invent for ourselves. I mean, everybody kind of knows what certain things look like in Chicago and the kind of atmosphere that's there. And, th- and I think that helps ground it a little bit too. Mm. 
yeah, you might be onto some onto something there. I, I and Genesis Avalon probably has done the same thing with New York. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although she's, you know, she's, and here we go into my big fangirl moment for Genesis Avalon because I love it so much. Get in line. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, you know, there's such a deep world there of mythologies that they have researched and pulled mm-hmm. together. And oh my gosh, what a fantastic show. <sighs> yes. Okay, so um, <laughs> while we swoon over Avalon, Yes. Um, <laughs> I've never auditioned for Avalon. I've always regretted that. I should have. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Didn't. Yeah, that, that's Jeez. a conversation we can have later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's shift over to seminar. Seminar. You've been seminar. in a good number of seminar episodes, yes? I have. Um, I really look forward to seminar every time because you never know what you're going to end up with. Um, and that makes the, the audition process actually, I find it very freeing because you don't have any clue. The, the, the audition lines that they send out are so, um, scrubbed of anything that could potentially be spoilers that you're free to just invent whatever you want. And if you fit great. And if not, you know what, there's always the next script coming out. Um, and it's a, I, it's a blast. I love seminar. Do you have a particular seminar role that you've enjoyed? Um, two of them. Um, the First one is um, Lucy Siegel, which I think is, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. It's in the 30s somewhere. Maybe it was in the 40s somewhere. It was a, a big, long one that she had in a, in a Western. And then an older one um, that was, uh, I played a character of, named Bomb, Brian Martinez Oldham wrote. Um, a long, long time ago. And she was the first character that I ever really connected with on an emotional level. And those are the, the two big standout ones for me. Okay, well, I need to ask you about the second one. <laughs> what um, what was the connection, if you don't mind talking about it? I, you know, I don't honestly know. It was just, it was the first time I had a character that I knew what she looked like. I knew... I could visualize her facial reactions as she was reacting to the lines that were coming at me in the script. And I, I can't sit and pinpoint a specific thing out. It was just one of those kind of magic of voice acting things that it was like, wow, I really, I get this girl. I know who she is. I know what she's about. And she's absolutely nothing like me. Um, but I just, I understood her and really allowed her to kind of come in and take over. And it was just, it was just a magic of acting moment. It really was. Oh, it was a uh, Times Quartet, I think. Times was Quartet. The, Times Quartet. Yeah, she was in part four of Times Quartet. And the Lucy Siegel, oh God, I'm going to get 2009 Pendy went here for best writing in a seminar short. Yeah. And then Lucy Siegel was uh, No Place Like Home. That was it. No Place Like Home. That was, I think, 42, 43, 43. 43. 43. No Place Like Home. She had quite... The neat thing about her... Hang on one second. (coughs) 
I am so sorry. Frog in my throat. Um, the neat thing about her was how much character growth she went through in that whole story. It was, I think it was a two-parter. Um, and you just, you went and watched her go from an absolute worthless drunk to somebody who just completely put her life together and found her purpose um, and found her way through the pain with the help of the people around her. It was a wonderfully written story. Very cool. I'm trying to remember who wrote, I think that was a Frank Harbuck story, wasn't it? Let me check my script here. Uh, the yeah, that was, that doesn't was Frank say. Harbuck. Yeah, that was Frank Harbuck. That was a wonderfully written story. Really, really great. I enjoyed that one tremendously. But, you know, you, you just, again, you never know what you're going to get with seminar. You never know what accent. You've got a lot of actors out there who are so good at accents and so good at just creating completely different voices that you don't even recognize at the, at the first draft that they belong to the person that you just heard two seminars earlier. There's such a variety in seminar. You never know what you're going to get in your, it's always such a fun thing to listen to. Oh, definitely. And, uh, they're, they're taking the, uh, the rapper in very interesting direction. Very interesting. Yeah. You're, you really, um, at least I have really started to look forward to the rappers as opposed to just, um, you know, kind of a creative way to, to start the story. They've, they've really taken it into a story direction of its own and the way that you do that and then mesh it with the stories that the shorts that you're putting together is it blows my mind how they do that. I have no clue. It's a gift way beyond anything that I've got, um, is really masterfully done. I agreed. So prolific in seminar. Mm-hmm. We've got you in Tabula Rasa. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we'll see you in some of the other shows. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I, oh, I did a, um, uh, one of the, the sonnets in, um, for the Shakespeare thing. Oh, cool. Shakespeare scares me a little bit. Now, I, I did audition for Twelfth Night. I haven't heard the results yet. I don't know if they'll be out before this airs or not. Um, Shakespeare terrifies me. But oh, I think do. sometimes it's it's good to challenge yourself. Um, and you never know where it's going to where it's going to go. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the shows that they've got coming out next. Well, I know that uh, Phantom Canyon is going to premiere soonish. Mm-hmm. The uh, production notes got uh, published, or the the discussion with Jeffrey, Susan, and the third writer. Uh, yeah, I know the name. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Bad fan, bad fan. I know, I know. <laughs> um, that was just released earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Looking so forward to it. So if you though. guys have not gotten your feed added to your whatever you put your feeds in, go get it. Go listen. Well, as soon as this episode of Twip is over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then then go listen. Actually, you can listen and download at the same time if you, you wanted can. to. You can. Yeah. We multitask nowadays, or at least our processors do. So how about writing? 
Do you do any writing? Um, I write prose. I have never written. Um, I've never written any scripts. I have. Um, I, I don't know. I write, you know, thirty-five to sixty thousand word stories. So for me to try and fit something into a ten or fifteen-page seminar script, kind of. Um, it's just a very, very different world for me. Uh, and I may do it at some point in the future, but at this point, um, I'm going to kind of stick to the pros for at least the short term. Now, that may change tomorrow. I may have a brainstorm. You never know. But uh, but for right now, I write prose. Okay. Cool. Prose is good. And I'm going to channel my inner Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Will you be directing again soon? I don't know. Um, there is, and I think Jeffrey has talked about this on TWIP, there's a, a story that is slowly coming together that's being put together uh, by a guy by the name of Toby Bennett, who is a good friend of mine. Um, I'm not sure where that is in the production schedule. It's been a while since I've seen an update on that. Um, so I may be directing that. Right now, life is a little bit crazy for me with some family obligations, so I'm a little bit reluctant to step into the director's chair. Uh, but being an assistant director on something where the time commitment's a little bit less, I, I may be doing that. Um, but for right now, family, teenager, parents are getting older, life's just a little bit crazy right now, and I don't think people really understand what kind of a time commitment directing really is. It is a huge time commitment. I can voice act. Um, and if I really, really work at it, I mean, I can bang out a tabula rasa script in an hour or two. Um, if I really, really work at a 20, 25 minute audio drama that can take me upwards of 30 hours by the time you go through, clean all the lines, select all the lines, put them all together, get your timing right, add in your sound effects, find your music, put your music in. It's a huge, huge time commitment. And I think um, I'm not entirely sure that that's a good idea for me right now, but I think assisting in somewhere is is a definite possibility. Okay. Sounds cool. Well, maybe Jeffrey will talk about that other production in TWIP, either... Yeah. In this one or one upcoming? He knows I'm there. I mean, they he tapped me for, uh, for a couple of episodes of Genesis Avalon. I helped uh, Kat and Chris out. I just basically cleaned lines for them, and then they did all the mixing together. So I'm available to pitch in on you know on stuff like that when people get into a bind, and I'm happy to do that. I mean, I love Pendant. Um, I adore Pendant. It's it's really the production house that I got my biggest start at. And I am I am dedicated to it for that reason because it helped me find my footing. It helped me find what I'm good at, and uh, has been just a wonderful home for me. Do you, so you do stuff at other um, production? I, I do mostly Oops. over at uh, at Broken Sea. Okay. Uh, I they're doing a Planet of the Apes. I am um, one of the apes in there. Uh, they do a a couple of other. Shows I've been involved in the Doctor Who over there. Um, 
another show I'm forgetting them. Oh, Jake Sampson, Monster Hunter. So I've been over at a, a number of things over at Broken Sea. Again, for time commitments, I'm trying to keep my involvement down because I don't want to make a promise to somebody that I then have to break. Um, that's something that I really don't enjoy too much. So, but, uh, yeah, pretty much just Broken Sea and, uh, Pendant. Cool. Are there any other projects or things that you've got going on that you want to talk about? Um, not that I can really think of off the top of my head. Again, family commitments are keeping me pretty busy right now. Um, but I'm still doing what I can. I mean, if somebody needs something, I'll try my best to to knock it out for them. But I'm not volunteering for a whole lot right now. Gotcha. Well, that is everything I've got and that was submitted in from the pendulums out in the world. Hello, pendulums out in the world. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to, to chat with me tonight. I know you, you've got a lot going on and are, are very busy. Well, thank you. I, this has been fun. It's nice to talk to you. I always get to listen to you. This is the first time I get to actually talk to you. This is awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and can people follow you or see you online? Or um, I have a Twitter account. I look at it with a lot of regularity. I think I probably have not posted to Twitter in about three months. Um, but you can find me Aridan Lynn, A-R-I-D-A-N-L-Y-N. Um, so I can at least keep in touch with what you're doing. I'm out on Facebook. Um, those are pretty much the best ways to, to get a hold of me. And I'm always looking for new friends on Facebook. So hit me up. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for, for being on with us tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you. This has been fun. And folks, you can follow me on Twitter at jg underscore qa or you can follow me on facebook www.facebook.com slash j-o-r-d-a-n.g-o-t-t-l-i-e-b dot five zero three six someday that will change someday i know and lynn thank you again oh you're welcome and send me get back to jeffrey and susan it's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Okay, so coming out Monday, November 4th, is the second production journal for Phantom Canyon with actor Pete Milan, who's like the star. He is the star. You want to check it out. He's got cool things to say. Yeah, now there's no trailer or anything. It's just a thing we're saying. Yeah, we don't have trailers for the production journal. Right. Just check it it's out because they're thing. awesome. So you can check it out and it will be, it's on iTunes, right? Yes, there's and a podcast for it. And also on our website. Yes. So go to one of those places to hear it. Thank well you. Well done, yes. <laughs> Coming out Thursday, November 8th, episode one, Henderson and Havner. Friday. That's not Friday. Yes. It is. Oh! <laughs> we just Friday. said earlier in the show, it comes out Friday, November 8th. And you said, yeah, you told me a bunch of times that I can't remember. All right. Proof. Coming Proof. out Friday. Right here. She can't remember nothing. Mm. Coming, Try again. Coming, coming yeah. out oh. Friday. Uh-huh. November 8th. Yes. Episode 1 of Henderson and Havner. There's a lot of explosions, so you know. Needlessly. <laughs> He's a cop. Oh, ho. 
here to serve and protect and get ogled for my studly manliness and my manly studliness. She's a reporter. So there's like stuff and I talk about it or whatever, but oh my God, have you seen the new Tory Burch handbag? I mean, hello, it's bananas. <laughs> Together there, Henderson and Havner. Okay, um, why does his name totally have to come first? Because I'm a man-zing? No. Oh my God, you totally did not just say that. No. You're looking fine, by the way. (laughs) Tell me something I don't know. (laughs) I mean, like the president of Burundi. Who even knew that was a country? Like, I just thought it was a different kind of Burberry bag. Premiering November 8th, 2013. Only at PendantAudio.com. Oh. Coming out Wednesday, November 13th, Penn and Shakespeare, Othello, Act 1. Long ago, a man conspired against his superior officer. Now, sir, be judge yourself whether I, in any just term, am a fine to love the moon. I will not follow him, then. Oh, sir, content you. I follow him to serve my turn upon him. We cannot all be masters, nor all masters cannot be truly followed. For, sir, it is as sure as you are Rodrigo, were I the Moor, I would not be Iago. In following him, I follow but myself. What is the meaning of this terrible summons? What is the matter there? I am one, sir, that comes to tell you your daughter and the Moor are now making the uh, beast with two backs. No, I'm feeling. Well, you are. A senator. <laughs> the servants of the Duke and my lieutenant. The goodness of the night upon you, friends. What is the news? The Duke does greet you, General, and he requires your haste post-haste appearance, even on the instant. What is the matter, think you? Something from Cyprus, as I may divine. Allah, stand there. Signor, it is the more. Down with him, thief! You, Rodrigo! Come, sir, I am for you. Keep up your bright swords, for the dew will rust them. Good senor, you shall more command with years than with your weapons. Oh, thou foul thief! Where hast thou stowed my daughter? Damned as thou art, thou hast enchanted her! Pendant Productions proudly presents the sci-fi epic of Othello, premiering on November 13th, 2013. Hell and night must bring this monstrous birth to the world's light. Only at PendantAudio.com. And we've got some casting call results for Twelfth Night in the Pendant Shakespeare. Landon? Hello folks, this is Landon Bell. Uh, dropping in with the casting call results for Twelfth Night. Uh, before we begin, that first song you heard there is called Jazzy Intro. And the second is called Swing Time. They're both by Music by Pedro. And uh, they're just a couple of the many jazzy themes you'll be hearing throughout Twelfth Night. Uh, so I really hope you'll enjoy that. Uh, so without further ado, we had 27 auditions this time around. And uh, they were all really good guys. Um, but unfortunately, I couldn't cast everyone. So if you don't hear your name called, please don't get discouraged. 
Um, we'll have a casting call for Julius Caesar going out in about five months or so. So be on the lookout for that, and please do audition again. Um, and also, I should mention, there's a few new people uh, who will be cast in this play. Uh, so welcome to the Pennant Shakespeare, guys. Alright, without further ado, in the role of Sir Toby Belch, we have Adam Rudd. In the role of Viola, I have Marley Norton. And Marley will also be playing the role of Sebastian. In the role of Olivia, we have Nani Brennan. In the role of Feste, we have Allison Moser. And also, Vincent Morrison will be composing the music for Feste's songs. In the role of Mavolio, we have Pete Milan. In the role of Sir Andrew, we have David Alt. In the role of Duke Orsino, we have Paul Brueggemann. In the role of Maria, we have Mindy Rastkinen. In the role of Fabian, we have Jason R. Wallace. In the role of Antonio, we have Colin Kelly. In the role of the Captain, we have Justin Meyer. In the role of the First Officer, we have Andy Bundy. In the role of Curia, we have Rochelle Heger. In the role of Valentine, we have Dave Morgan. In the role of the Second Officer, we have Vincent Morrison. In the role of the Priest, we have Lynn Cullen. And in the role of the Servant, we have Hannah Jane Condell. Thank you once again, you guys. Um, you all should be receiving your scripts on the 13th, so be on the lookout for that. And if I mispronounced anyone's names, do let me know so I can get that changed in the credits. Um, anyways, I'll stop babbling on now, and I'll let Susan and Jeffrey have their show back. Take it away, guys. La la la, the show is almost done. That is it. Now, don't I, you feel updated? I bet that you do. They are so updated. Super you're, you're updated. You're updated to the brim, man, with updates. You're full of updates. Oh, you're full of it. Yeah. Uh, now, unlike the past couple of uh, episodes, again, we will be back in two weeks. So you'll be hearing from us again soon. Real soon. Well, see, now you messed it up. Instead of saying you're, we'll see you back here. I'll say that again at the end. I'm just reminding them there's another one coming up sooner. It's messing up the whole flow. There's no flow. What are you up. thinking? <sighs> Be sure. Why don't you? No, forget it. You did no. it once. It was terrible. <gasps> Be sure to stop by the website <laughs> at audio.com the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, the live journal community at community.livejournal.com slash pendant audio, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendant audio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendant web, and the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks. The flow is just fine. Whatever. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. <laughs> Thanks for listening or something. That's super sarcastic. Well, you were being sarcastic, well, so I had to be sarcastic. You're like, no, now you're like insulting the whole audience. No, That's I was not... battling your sarcasm with mine. No, the four people Everyone who are listening to this. two sarcasms cancel each other out. No. It's like gravity and anti-gravity. If that were... Matter and anti-matter. What? No. Thought and anti-thought. 
Silence and anti-silence. <laughs> See? You had Gra nothing to gravity say. Gravity and anti-gravity? It worked. Hmm. Ah, Jeffrey and anti-Jeffrey. <laughs> That's your new name posting from now on. <laughs> November the I can't say that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>